Alright, so uh, my name is Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church in Jefferson Hills, and I am here with Mark Berkshire from Mark Berkshire Ministries in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. And we are starting the inaugural podcast of We Don't Have a Name Yet. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that, that we don't have a name for this thing, but uh, the goal was that uh, whenever you turn on the TV or the news, something happens in the culture or social media, uh, something happens and you'll see people posting or saying or the news saying this is how you should respond from a political perspective or this is how you should respond from a cultural perspective or from even a racial perspective but it's very hard to find other than on a Sunday morning a voice saying here's how you should respond from a biblical perspective. Here's, here's what Christ would say or the way Christ would want us to respond to this incident or this issue or this topic and that's entirely what this podcast will be about. Yeah. I, that, the whole idea is to, to basically help us to live more Christ-like in our world views and our world ideas of what's going on around us. <clears throat> so we, uh, going forward, uh, you know, the topics that we pick are going to be based on what's going on in the culture, because that's the things that people are going to res be responding to and posting to. But right now, uh, I thought for the inaugural topic of the We Don't Have a Name podcast, <laughs> maybe we'll call it that, We Don't Have a Name, <clears throat> we would talk about the entire Me Too movement. Because for the last year, 18 months, two years or so, that has been uh, kind of impacting every aspect of, at least from an American perspective, our American culture, from Hollywood, from CEOs, from corporate organizations, restructuring businesses because a CEO didn't do something or he did do something bad or he didn't respond in a certain way uh, to if you've been watching yesterday was the uh, hearings for... Supreme Court Justice uh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Yeah, yeah, and the hearing about the um, accusations against him and how the Me Too movement had responded to that. Uh, so we were going to, and we, we're just going to go and flow with it, but uh, we were just going to talk about, well, what should be the Christian response? Because we've all heard what should be a political response, you know, whether you're left or right, Republican, Democrat. But our interest is what should be a Christian response? So I'm going to throw it over to you, <laughs> Mark. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, and the Christian response is out of love, number one. I mean, that's the easy bottom answer is that we should treat women with all the respect and all the love that that Christ gives us to do because the Bible says we are the head of the household. Doesn't mean we are head over women or we're better than women, but we, we need to treat them with the respect. Um, I think a lot of the things that, that we come across in society today is that anyone can make, uh, make an, a story up about you and whether it's true or not, it can, it can harm a person. So we need to make sure that what we say, male or female, either way, it needs to be a truthful, truthful statement. Um, and you know, the Bible tells us that we, we have all sinned. None of us are without error, without troubles, without 
without uh, blemish. So, you know, we need to be careful how we how we approach it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that accusation accusation thing because that's that was the, the the whole premise of what divided our nation yesterday mm -hmm. for what eight nine hours while that whole thing went on. Uh, but let me go back to something you said because you said about you know the the man being the head of the household, <clears throat> and a lot of people <clears throat> will look at that. I'm playing devil's advocate. Uh, a lot of people will look at that and say, hey, that's what's wrong with the church today is because you have these old misogynistic views, not saying you, Mark, right. but you, the church, have these old misogynistic views of women. You want to keep them barefoot and pregnant in the house, and, <laughs> and that's it. Um, so what, I mean, how, do, how, does, how does the church respond to that? And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we are all created equally. Um, but the structure, if you're, if you're going by a biblical structure of a home, um, and I believe every Christian man needs to live by this, is that God put us over everything else on the earth. And you guys can't see me, but I'm and, shaking my head yes as he's talking. <laughs> everything uh, else on the earth. I mean, you look in Genesis, that's where it starts. Yeah. When God created man, he created him to be the head over everything else. That doesn't mean that Eve didn't have any power or anything to do. Um, you know, it, it, as, as Christ followers, it, and I'm talking about those who are really dedicated and want to follow Christ, you need to look at where God puts the structure of man, woman, child, and so on. Because it's very important that we start at the the bottom or the top or yeah, however you want to look at that and right. work our way through what the biblical structure is of right. how he put us and it's not that a because you're a man you're better than a woman no it's the same way if you walk into a job and whether you think you should be the boss or not you're not you have a role and that boss has a role mm -hmm. and whoever's in charge of that organization said this is the way it's going to be and you just fill your role there the same thing that God said that hey man you're to be the head but also when he created woman he created woman to be a helper in other words the only way that we're going to be effective if you're the head of your household or the man in your home of doing your job is if you have a woman by your side who's helping you and being effective at what God has called you to do uh, and if you look in Genesis, that's when he created Eve. It's to help fulfill the role that God gave to the man. So we're not supposed to be do this, doing this alone, but we're also not supposed to look down on women. And like Mark said, when God created men and women, you guys are equal, but here's a role for men, here's a role for women. But then when sin entered, God said, hey, guess what? Women, you're going to be like in a constantly lower position not because that's where I want you because that's where sin has put you and it's where men are going to see you and throughout it's not an American thing it's not a Hollywood thing it's not a business thing uh, throughout time men have looked at women as sexual objects rather than equal partners which is the way and, and I think we're getting we're getting better at looking at women that way more of an equal than than in time past well, I mean, I, I, think, I think the whole Me Too movement would say we may be getting be better, but we're not we're right. not anywhere near close to we're, where we are supposed to be. We're, we're not where we should be. But I <coughs> yeah. know growing up, growing up back in the 70s, you know, 
the woman didn't work most of the time. The mother stayed at home with the kids. It wasn't, you know, in my own home. You know, my mom didn't work. She stayed home, took care of the house, took care of the kids, had dinner on the table every night when dad got home from work. And that's just the way it was. It wasn't that you had to have two jobs to make your household work. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of things change, and, and we we evolve into hopefully better people, and and uh, and we see the mistakes of our of the past, and we try to work. Now, bringing that into a Christian view, we see where a lot of the early church looked at women and said, "You're beneath me. Get underneath me." And we are now saying, you know, you can have the ministry that you want, and it can be the ministry that God has for you, and it may be the only ministry that only you can do. And we can't, as a man, say, no, you can't have that ministry because you're a woman. You know, um, God <laughs> creates us equally, gives us talents individually. Ooh, so that, that's tweetable. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing that down, so if you see me tweet that out. Okay, keep going, sorry. Um, but, you know, it, it is... And it, it's up to... It's up to the man. It's up to men. In case you guys are wondering, we're sitting in a restaurant, so yeah. uh, they're calling out orders. Order numbers. Yeah. Um, but it's up to men to direct... To direct and encourage those females around us whether if you're not married and you have sisters <coughs> or you know whatever it is nieces you know whatever it's up to the men the christian men to encourage the women in their lives to not be cheated from what god has given them to do and i'm going to go even further because the bible says that it's up to the christian men to treat uh, every woman as either you know a sister mm -hmm or as your wife, if, if it's someone you're married to, or as a, like a, a loving mother. So um, if we were doing that, then you would not have a need for a Me Too movement. You wouldn't have a need for a movement that says, hey, I as a woman have been sexually abused, or my position or role has been sexualized, um, which obviously is, is demeaning, it's hurtful, uh, and, and pushed even further, uh, my position, or me in my position as a woman, I have been not just, my position has been sexualized, but I've been sexually assaulted, or groped, or been the, the no pun intended, the butt of jokes, sexual jokes, right. or all that kind of thing. So um, those things wouldn't happen if we, as men, especially Christian men, because that's really who we're speaking to, were to look at women and say, if I'm not married to you, then I'm going to treat you like you're my sister. Or if I'm an unmarried man, I'm going to treat every woman like she's my sister, mm -hmm. which means I'm not going to treat them like that. Yeah. The Bible is very clear on that's how we should treat the women in our lives as men. So let's get specifically to the, to the whole sexual assault aspect. When a person, because you brought up um, about, you know, accusations uh, and, and being correct in what we say what should be the Christian response when we hear of a prominent male um, being accused of sexual misconduct or assault on 
a woman, whether she's prominent or not, whether she's you know the janitor or whether she's you know CEO of another company, what should be the Christian response to that happening? Now, again, like you said, it's an accusation. One person saying he did this to me, another the, the other male saying, I have no idea what you're talking about. What should be the Christian response? The Christian response, I think, is what what we have seen um, somewhat is that we need to hear from both parties um, and we need to not make any judgment calls either way uh, until we get the facts down um, and, and they have to be facts they can't be just made up stories you know um, uh, the problem is we've political or politicized this so bad yeah that's almost impossible to do it in the biblical way didn't say it's impossible but it, it, is, it is because it is, it's very depending upon who it is uh, if it's a non-political thing then it almost automatically turns into all the women believe the female mm -hmm. and all the men believe all the men believe the men believe the men like wait wait a second it's yeah. one person's word against another uh, so what do you do in those instances it's just he say, she say, um, and there is no evidence. He came to my room and blah, blah, blah yeah. happened. And, and there's only you two there, if, if even that was, you know, they yeah. were to happen. How do, you, how do you deal with that? Very carefully. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the cheap answer out. Um, again, it, it comes down to sitting down with the person as a pastor. You know, you sit down with someone and you, you look them in the eye and you read them and, and you, you pray with them and you find out, okay, God. And then you ask God, okay, you show me somehow, some way where I need to go with this. Sometimes it's not a very um, cut and dry thing. Sometimes, you know, this, it, the truth may never come out as to what happened. But that doesn't mean that the woman's story is not important or the man's story is not important um, each one needs to be important and, and I think that's where where a lot of times as Christians we don't find the importance in people bingo ding, ding, um, ding, ding. you know the importance in each other uh, just because it may be the worst girl in town and, and she has a reputation of doing all of this crazy stuff. Yeah, if she and, slept and with, if she comes, if yeah. she slept with a hundred people, and she Doesn't comes matter. and says somebody raped me, then that should then be that investigated. Should be the first, That's yes. important. She matters. She needs help. Exactly. She needs all the counseling and support. Amen. Yeah. And, that, and, and, and I don't care happen. if it's the guy who is known to be the one to sleep around and do things. If he is accused of raping someone and he didn't. He is just as important. Needs to be heard as well. Amen. Uh, that, that's not depending, not depending on you know. Well, he's got that reputation. Doesn't matter. When, in this instance, know, is he innocent, innocent or guilty? Is he still innocent until proven guilty? Right. And he should be. Just and, like every you know, if I if I pick up and call the cops, I want them to show up. Exactly. And, and, and do what they're supposed to do, not be like, well, you know, uh, you, I, I want a response. I want it to be investigated. So any woman who steps forward, her story needs to be heard. And we need to preface this by saying 
uh, that whether you're male or female, because this happens to males too, and mm -hmm. they are less likely to come forward and say, I've been exactly. you know, groped, accused, sexually, whatever. Uh, but if you have, if this has happened to you, then you know, talk to someone. Talk to yeah. a pastor, talk to a counselor, talk to a parent. If you're a teenager or a child, you need to talk to a parent uh, yeah. so that they can intervene and, and stop whatever happened whatever from happened. continuing. Um, if you're in a, in a church and you don't feel comfortable talking to the pastor, call 911, go mm -hmm. down the street to the next church, talk to that pastor, uh, talk to a neighbor, talk to someone. Because a lot of what's preventing truth from coming to light in a lot of this, and I get it's traumatizing and all that stuff, is time. Mm -hmm. Details are blurry. Uh, you know, last, last week when you talked about this, you said it happened a day. Now you're saying it was like mid, you know, yeah. details are blurry yeah. because so much time has passed. So uh, if you're afraid to talk to someone, write it down. And, and journal it and, yeah. and so you have a record of it so when you do feel comfortable even if it's months or years later saying this is what happened you say look I wrote this down it's timestamp make a recording on your phone that has a time do something to record what's happened to you because just as much as you need healing and help uh, the person who did this needs to be stopped right yeah. right and, and I'd even go further than that and say that if you know of someone who is being abused or being um, you know, harassed. Speak up. Yeah. Don't don't sit on the sidelines. Don't don't be that person that says, "Well, somebody else is going to get it." You may be the only person to intervene for that one person, and and that's an important thing because a lot of times, maybe they don't have the person involved doesn't have the the strength um, to to report it. But if you know something, go to your pastor, go to your your parents, and say, "Hey." Susie down the road is really getting harassed and getting some things going on. Let them step in and and, and see what what is going on from there. Yeah. And if you're fearful for your job because that's the culture at your job, then your job is already at risk. Yeah. Because you could be next in line or you could be put in a position where, yeah, you saw this, but you better not say anything. And if you don't, you're now, you know, complicit in what could be a whole big legal thing somewhere down the road. So, right. uh, no job is worth that. Uh, and if if you, that is the culture at your job and you're staying there, I'm not trying to be harsh, but you're kind of contributing to that culture, culture by being one of the people that says I'm going to continue to allow this to happen. Yeah, uh, exactly. And all the posts that you make on Facebook later on when it comes to light don't mean jack. Right. You know, because you could have right. stepped in ages ago which is what irritates me is because a lot of the stuff that we're hearing come out against a lot of the Hollywood people and the business executives the big CEOs and all this stuff is stuff that happened a while ago which I can understand I'm not bringing it forward but all the other people who saw it and knew about it and did, nothing and about did it. absolutely nothing and now they're posting about it and they're you know some of those people are part of the me too movement no you're the me too cause you, know, yeah. you could have stopped this and, and, ages ago. And that's, as Christians, we need to speak up. We need to, to be that, that voice for those who, don't, who can't use their voice at the time. Yeah. I mean, the Bible is very clear that we are to look out for one another, love one another uh, as Christ loves us. And I'm, I'm going to add this, that our cause should be that of Christ. If you're speaking exactly. up because of a political agenda, you're wrong. If you're speaking up because, you know, you want to 
promote the left or promote the right or conservative or liberal, you're wrong. You should be speaking up because someone whom Christ loves and died for uh, was assaulted or treated like less than they should be, and exactly. it's wrong, so then you should be speaking out. Yeah. Uh, that should be the goal, not <clears throat> I want her to be right because I don't want that politician in place. I want her to be wrong so that politician can move can forward. Move forward. Yeah. Uh, that's not the goal. Uh, that's equally just as wrong. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I couldn't agree with Floyd Moore on that. All right, and I'm trying to hold back from going into it. Just before this, we were talking about <laughs> specifically like Willow Creek and the Catholic Church. And I was going to hold back, but we're just going to go there because... Uh, My turn to leave. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys are not aware, Willow Creek is a huge mega church. became popular in the 70s. Um, the pastor of that church, Bill Hybels, was accused a few weeks, months back. A couple of, months ago. Yeah, of, of not sexual assault. What's, what's the correct word? Sexual wrongdoing? Sexual attitude? Misogyny? I don't, I don't know how to... Yeah, I don't know how they really... Just comments discuss. and behavior, unbecoming of a pastor. Belittling women more than... Yeah. Um, maybe some comments that had sexual innuendo, but weren't like, hey, come up to my place so we can get busy. Yeah. Uh, that type of thing. Uh, but, you know, it was... It, after a while, he said, okay, I'm going to step down. Uh, eventually, the entire leadership of that church stepped down... Various reasons. Some said, hey, we, we handled this wrong. Uh, I think one of the lead pastors, I saw a quote from her that said, we've lost the trust of the people, <laughs> so how can we lead them? Uh, yeah. But basically, not just the pastors, but even the board, when they investigated, they said, we don't find anything wrong with Bill Heibel, so they wanted him to continue, because they didn't find any wrong. But then they came back and said, well, to every woman that came forward, we should have believed you, trusted you, and acted that way rather than we're going to get to the bottom of this to see who's right and who's wrong. Um, so they stepped down, whether you agree with that or not. Entire board, entire pastoral leadership, all the pastors stepped down. Yeah. Which seems to me like the right it's thing the to do. It's the biblical thing to do, I would yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. if you flip the script. In the Catholic, I'm gonna let you talk because I'm. I gotta calm down. (laughs) And where Floyd was going is in the Catholic Church. It just seems to be the opposite. Um, There's been so much go wrong in the Catholic Church, and and let me let me say, Floyd and I, neither one are Catholic, so we can we can't speak with authority as the Catholic Church because we're not. We're not. And we're um, not we're not bashing, not bashing any denomination. Uh, we both you know, have people we love and care about who are Catholic. I have family yeah. members who are Catholic. This isn't about that. What denomination is spiritually right or spiritually wrong. It's about what should have been done in this instance. Yeah, but but there have been I I know that even where we are in southwestern Pennsylvania you know the the big thing is there was like 300 priests and, and and officials in the catholic church just recently that were accused of all of the the wrongdoings and uh, child molestation and everything else but whoever spoke up for those kids you know no one no one stepped out and said look this is wrong you know they let it go which is what and, and 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 that that's what i was saying what i was getting to earlier is 
we need to be a voice whether we're involved in it or not. Yeah. We are involved in it as Christians. We should be um, looking out and, and keeping an eye out on those around us, whether they are Christians yeah. or not. I, I would think that if, we're go if there's going to be an outcry from the culture and the creation of this Me Too movement because women are being sexually assaulted, then there should be an even louder outcry because children because children are being sexually assaulted, molested, and it's not. And, and is it because they're mostly boys that are getting assaulted that there's not an outcry for it, and it's not women? And I don't want to say that. I'm not saying that to be that's mean. The, no, but that's but a that, good point. That's a good is, point. Is that the know? reason? If it is, that that um, sucks. That yeah. we suck as a culture and as a people and as humanity if we're only going to cry out when it's women. Right. But when it's little boys who are being exact same thing being done, sexually molested, actually worse and assaulted, child molestation, and we're not going to cry out. We're not going to create movements. We're not going to call for those those people to step down like yeah. we call for the heads of. You know, when it was Everybody Fox else. News, when it was, you know, name an organization, uh, you know, when it was name a Hollywood actor. Yeah. They were like, down with them, you know, how yeah. can they work for this studio? Uh, and I remember, I'm a huge, huge comic book fan, big geek, Marvel fan, spent way more money than I should have <laughs> on all those Marvel movies, <laughs> and way more time, you know, going out to see them early, all that kind of stuff. But uh, there's. A series of those movies called Guardians of the Galaxy and one of the writers I think he was a writer or he might have been the director of that movie which was wildly popular um, was just fired mm. he did Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and if you guys just bear with me they're not a popular comic book group no but I love the movies yeah they only became popular once they made the movie they were like a not even a B or C or D. They were like yeah. an E-class comic book group, but they became super popular when Marvel made the movies. Movies made so much money, those particular movies. Huge part of the Marvel culture now. That director, they found tweets that he made 10 years ago, not doing anything about them, but tweeting about pedophiles mm -hmm. and making like harsh and sarcastic comments and stuff like that. They fired him. On the spot yeah the, the the actors in the movie said we've worked with this guy we don't know what it was like then we spent the last like four or five whatever six years working with him he's not like that they wrote passionate letters they tweeted about it that's not who he is people said that's not who he is let's let him make movies again Marvel which is Disney said no so wait, wait. here's a guy who just tweeted about it fired on the spot yeah we have a bunch of priests who actually did it with hundreds upon hundreds of witnesses saying, yeah, and even since they released this report in southwestern Pennsylvania about these priests, uh, I think in the last, was it been eight, nine weeks, in mm -hmm. August or whenever they released it, um, the hotline that they created for people to report it, there have been like thousands of people who weren't in that report who came forward and said, this happened to me too. Yeah. And yet nothing, no outcry from the people, nothing is happening to those bishops are still in yeah. place. And one report, one reporter was on the news talking about the fact that three of the bishops that are named in that report of sexual molestation of children are in a retirement home paid for by the Catholic Church. 
that is blocks away from the school. Yeah. What is wrong with us as a culture where the only response we give is if it's a political assault or if it's a impacts us from the liberal or conservative or or a Democrat or a Republican thing, and here we have children getting molested. No, no, no movements. No one's marching on DC right. saying, "Government, why don't you step in and do something?" And, and instead, we turn it over to one man. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I and I'm not again. I'm not bashing the church. That's the way they're organized. That's the way they they structured their their organization. But um, you know, it, it's. It's hard. Now, we're not saying that somebody can't change. Agreed. That, People can that, change. That they, they may have done that years ago and never again. Yep, yeah, they, they may and, change. And that, that we're not saying that they can't. But most of the time, if someone is into that kind of stuff, they're not going to just quit. Yeah. You know? And that's, where, that's what gets me the, the outrage to that. Um, We've turned our backs on it so much because that's the church. We don't bother. We don't touch the church. And it's not just the Catholic church. That's in any church. We see stuff happen, and we say, well, that's the pastor. We don't want to go there because that's the pastor. You know, he, he's, he's better than me. And, and this is one pastor that will sit here and tell you, I'm not better than anyone. Yeah, uh, you know, I sin just like you sin, and hopefully not the way, but, you know, we we all have our sins, um, and I have to repent. And and, and that and, you know, the problem is that with the Me Too movement and and especially with the Me Too movement is I believe that sometimes they're going after the wrong people. You know, um, there are people that are are out there that are bad dudes. I mean. You think of um, Weinstein or whatever his name Weinstein, is. Weinstein, uh, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Those are bad people. Yeah. But there are some people out there that, that, you know, one slip up to one person and their life 20 years, 40 years later is ruined. Yeah. Because of that. And I, I don't think. And people, I don't think that's what it is meant to be. Yeah. I don't think people realize the impact it can have when you make a false sexual or false or true once a sexual allegation is made an accusation is made against someone I don't think people realize the impact that that can have right. now I'm gonna say this if someone makes it here, here's my thing as a Christian this is where I think we're gonna have trouble <laughs> but this is what we're supposed to do if someone makes a sexual accusation against someone uh, as far as the accused the person who's being accused mm -hmm. um, until we know otherwise uh, we're supposed to believe them when they mm -hmm. say they didn't do it and the person who's making the accusation until we know otherwise we're supposed to believe them believe because them. i have no reason not to right and what frustrates me is with a lot of the accusations we see on you know the big names and tv and stuff because i'm not politically motivated i'm registered independent don't care about republicans or democrats uh, or either of their policies uh, don't care, you know, from a left or a right perspective. So when someone makes an accusation, my first thing is, I wonder who's telling the truth. And I'm thinking, if this is true, and it's usually a she, she's got to be hurting. Who's going to help her? Who's going to... And, and what hurts is that 
a lot of people are looking to say she needs help, but guess what? This guy needs help. Needs help if too. he did do this, yeah. he needs help. If he did not do this, he still needs help. He's gonna need a lot of help afterwards because his right his life has just been ruined. He's yeah. been just pegged as something that's gonna, you know, especially now with social media, follow him for ever. Life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and that's why we need to be so careful. And that's why God did set up a structure. I mean, in the church, if we if we see something like this in the church, we are to bring it before the leaders of the church. They are to call in the accused and the accuser. They are to get the answers, bring it before each other, sit down before God and before them, and talk it over and see what's going on with it. I think it differs in the church because in the church, from a pastoral perspective, something like this, my goal is person A makes an accusation against person B. Uh, my overarching, other than let's let's find the truth, let's yeah. make sure she's protected, he's protected, whatever, keep people safe. Uh, if there is a predator, for lack of another term, you know, let's in let's the keep church, the rest right. of the people safe. But my overarching goal is also reconciliation. Exactly, yeah. I want someday, whether it be years or decades down the road, for these two to be able to sit down and for him to be like, if, if assuming he did it, let's say he did, to be able to ask forgiveness, seek forgiveness, and seek healing. Mm -hmm. And I want her to be able to extend forgiveness as she's being healed mm -hmm. uh, because if they are Christ followers and we're not saying that you the whole can you do something stupid or make a sin or, or whatever and still be a Christian hold up a conversation but if they both end up in heaven someday I can't be like well I'm not worshiping at the feet of Jesus because he's there yeah you know um, yeah that's not gonna happen yeah so it's it's healing it's reconciliation it's to be made whole uh, it's, it's it's obviously safety and protection of each um, that's that's so it's hard from a pastoral yeah. perspective. It, it, it's not all it's not all cut and dry, you know. Um, there's a lot of a lot of time. Healing takes time. It, it's not something that, and forgiveness takes time. Yeah, it's not something that you just do. Say, well, I forgive you. Well, I forgive you, but I'll never forget you. Yeah, you know yeah. that type of thing. That's not what we're supposed to do. Um, and you know society has turned us so upside down yes and, and that's where the problem is it's not it's not so much Christians don't want to do the right thing but they don't know what the right thing is to do because they're hearing outside of the church you do it this way in the church you do it this way and our our view is not a world view or biblical view anymore it's a mush view yeah and and we don't we don't see things clearly yeah um, that's why it's so important to get into the word to be in the word and 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 to study the word um, but uh, you know we live in the world we yeah. don't live in the word um, but the Bible has something to say about that too, as you do. You know, we live in the world, but we're not supposed to be of it. Right. So, so from a, a Christian perspective, as we start winding this down, what are your key things, key things that you want to hit? How did how did summarizing everything we just talked about for the last thirty some odd minutes? 
what's the key thing as a Christ follower we should focus on? Um, we're going to go back and forth. Bing, 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 bing. You start this time. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm going to say as a Christ follower, um, don't respond from a place of your politics or your cultural um, response if you're a Christ follower before you respond. And if that's what's coming to the surface, pray and say, God, how do I respond to this? And I would say on that line, don't respond in anger. Uh, don't respond with revenge on the mind. Um, you know, if something happens like this, our first response is, I'm going to get you. Yeah. I'm going to get you. And so we need to, we need to have more of a a Christ-like response, which is easier said than done, but don't don't come at a person out of anger. Uh, you may be angry, and I would be angry too, and have been angry, um, but don't come with that. Let it set. Let it. You know, pray about it and, and think about it. Seek advice from someone if if you have someone close to you. Don't come to it out of anger or out of revenge. And I'm gonna respond to that and say don't respond from a place of ignorance in other words if you don't have all the facts not the opinions of the media or the opinions of your favorite social media poster but yeah. if you don't have all the facts then don't respond and right. I get a lot of people hey what do you think about blah 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 I'm like well I only know this so I really can't form an opinion because yeah. I don't have all the facts I don't know be okay with saying I don't know how to respond to this because I don't have all the information. Yeah, and, and you know, respond with kindness. Um, you know, not hate. Um, the world tells us to respond in hate and let them build the kindness. Um, you know, it doesn't work that way. Um, respond respond appropriately with especially Christ followers respond with kindness of Christ and I'm going to add to that uh, if you're responding with Christ remember Christ's goal isn't to promote an agenda or to put one person up and one right. person down it's to make both parties whole respond from a place of healing mm -hmm. uh, respond from a place and if you can't do that then again be okay with not respond I'm not gonna post anything because yeah. it's gonna be from a place of anger yeah. it's not gonna be about making him whole uh, it's not gonna be about hoping that she gets healed or um, making you look better than the other one yeah yeah so uh, respond from a place of remember that both these people need healing mm -hmm. um, the person who did this needs help just as much as the person who is the victim of it needs help oh, right yeah they yeah and, and and don't we put it we put a and this is a whole nother topic we'll go down I'm sure some other time but we put a stigma on getting professional help seek counseling if that's what you need seek professional counseling from a psychologist from a psychiatrist to, to get that help that you need from a pastor um, but but you need to seek it and don't be ashamed to seek that help and I'm gonna add to that um, if you're if, if this is you and you have been whether it be last week last month last year uh, sexually assaulted by anyone uh, then talk to someone seek help 
Um, if you're afraid to talk to someone, write it down, record it in your phone so that there's valid information that you can use to help prosecute whoever did this. There's accurate stuff that you remember or can recall, but talk to someone, mm -hmm. seek help, uh, call a hotline. If you're afraid to tell your friends, call a hotline. They don't know you. Um, let them take the information. And even if you do, is just call them and then you hang up. Later, if you feel like I need to come forward with this, you can say, I called such and such hotline on this date. They have a record of it, of everything that happened. Uh, but come forward uh, because you need help, but that person who assaulted you needs help, but also needs to be stopped mm -hmm. so that it doesn't happen to anyone else. Yeah. And on that note, anything else you want to no. add? Thanks for listening. To the We Don't Have a Name podcast. We don't have, <laughs> that might be the name. Yeah.